Welcome to the Whole House Podcast, where you can find home, health, and family all in one place. Our team is comprised of moms from different upbringings and backgrounds. We each have different giftings and passions representing individual rooms, and together we are the Whole House. So grab a cup of coffee and join us for the Whole House Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption, part of my room in the Whole House. I've been doing a series on attachment styles in children, and I started with attachment parenting. So if you missed that one, you might want to go back and listen to that episode to get you started. And today is the last in the series. I'm going to be talking about disorganized attachment, which is the one that really scares people the most because we hear about attachment disorders and reactive attachment disorders And in the adoption and foster care world, that's just a scary thing to hear about, to know that your child has had huge breaks in attachment that could cause reactive attachment disorder. And I'll have to do another episode on that because I'm not going to get too deeply into that. But let me do say that, you know what, there's always hope. There's always hope for the child. There's always hope for healing. Even if the child cannot be part of your family, there's always hope that he can be part of another family. And I say that for foster parents because you have a lot on your plate. You have opened your doors. You have opened your hearts. And you're bringing these kiddos into your home. And you want them to feel loved. And you want them to feel safe and secure. And you want them to find hope and healing. And that is so amazing. I applaud you for that. But often there's a child that comes into your home that's been so severely abused and neglected that it's difficult for you to manage on your own. And maybe that child is causing potential harm to the rest of your family. Maybe you have younger children that there could be harm caused by that particular child. And I just want you to know If you have to go another route, if you have to get professional help, or if you have to let that child go to another family, you are not a failure. You are not responsible for the trauma that happened to the child before he or she came home to you. Now, I know we adoptive and foster parents, we take that burden on. We take it so seriously. We don't take it lightly. And it breaks my heart when a mama will or a father will finally come out and speak about that. Like, we just couldn't do this with this child. We had to let this child move on. Or this child had to go to a psychiatric facility. And they get slammed on social media just absolutely slammed and it just breaks my heart because you who aren't fostering and adopting, you have no idea how much we bear that burden, how difficult it is. And yes, for our, if we have a biological child, because that's one of the comments I've seen just thrown, hurled really at foster and adoptive parents is like, you wouldn't do that with your own biological child. Like, yeah, we would. If, if our biological child had a serious drug problem or violence problem, we would get them help in whatever way we could. And if that meant that he couldn't be in our home, then yes, we would do it because we love that child. Now I'm getting a little weepy and 
off on, not really off on a tangent, because those are all disorganized attachment. And I'm going to talk about that. I just want to talk about disorganized attachment because 80% of the kids that come to our home through foster care and adoption have a disorganized attachment style. And let me go over the definition of that so that you have an understanding about what I'm talking about. But before I do, I always like to backtrack and just go over the attachment cycle. So the attachment cycle is pretty simple. It's I'll go back to the infant. So an infant is born. They have a need. They express a need in the only way that they can, which is crying or wiggling, making noises, and the parent or caregiver meets that need. Whether they need their diaper changed or they need fed or they need held, they need rock to sleep, so the caregiver, the parent meets that need, and that cycle is completed over and over and over and over. That's the attachment cycle. And the more times that is repeated, the more times that the the infant's needs are met in a timely manner, the more secure that attachment is. And that's what we're all aiming for. We're all aiming for secure attachment. That's what we want our kiddos to have. So let me explain what disorganized attachment looks like. So disorganized The child has no strategic response because the parent is always changing his or her response. These kids have the most difficulty seeking or responding to care. Their reactions are mystifying and disorganized because they have experienced maternal behavior that is frightening and unpredictable. As Dr. Dan Siegel notes, frightening behavior by a parent activates simultaneously, inevitably competing tendencies to flee to the parent as a haven of safety and to flee from the parent as a source of alarm. It's tough to be a child when your parent is both your security blanket and your worst enemy. So that's what disorganized attachment looks like. And it's very common in families with alcoholics and drug addiction because the parent can be one day giving you a present and patting you on the back and saying, oh my goodness, you did such a good job writing that poem. And I had personal experience with this in my childhood. And the next day, the parent is yelling at you, screaming at you, for doing exactly the same thing you did before. So it's confusing. So our kiddos, when they're in that situation, their brain doesn't wire correctly. It's got all these loose wires, like once the response is this, and once the response is this, and once the response is this. And I think I've used this example before. I use this in um, workshops all the time. But for example... In the morning, in my personal life, when I go downstairs to my kitchen, there's a coffee maker there. I know that there's coffee if I bought it at the store. I know that every morning I can um, turn that coffee maker on and I will have a fresh cup of coffee within minutes. So my brain is wired to believe that every morning there will be coffee. 
Now, if I would go downstairs and the coffee maker would be broken, like I turned it on and it started blinking light, like clean now or whatever, I would be a little shocked and upset because I like my coffee. Okay, so that's a really simple example to explain how my brain is wired because I get consistency. I consistently get coffee every morning. Now, what if a child does not have any consistency? How is his brain going to wire? If he does something one day and it's a great achievement and and, and the parent is like, that's such a good job you did, and the next day... That child does the same thing, and he gets smacked across the room. Now, that's an extreme example, but we know we're in the foster care and adoption world. That happens. It happens. We can't glaze over that. And I will not glaze over the fact that those bio parents obviously had some trauma in their own life. I understand that. But I'm talking about attachment styles in children. And we want our kids to get to earn secure. So so here's some of the experience of disorganized attachment. We can just kind of look back in their history and know that this is possibly what they experienced. If I am hungry, then sometimes I get fed. If I'm tired, then I cry myself to sleep or I get smacked. If I need comfort, then I am yelled at. If I am cold, then I am ignored and put on an old mattress in the middle of the room. If I'm afraid, then no one comforts me. Now, these are actually real-life examples from different situations that I, you know, I don't attach names, and I kind of genericize, yeah, I'm making up a word, things that adoptive and foster parents have told me about things their kids have been through because those are their stories. But it's important to note those things, to get some of those facts and genericize them so that when you are parenting your kiddos that have come home through adoption and foster care, that we think about those things, not because we're trying to blame someone, but we need to have a place to start. And if our place to start is this kid should be thankful because he consistently gets breakfast every morning. Well, if they've been with you for maybe a month and you've consistently prepared a hot breakfast or cereal or something every morning for a month, What if they had the opposite for six years or four years? Then that disorganized attachment is going to be the thing that wins out in their brain. Their brain is not going to be hardwired for attachment yet. It takes a long time of being consistent. If you've been hungry or cold or not taken care of, For six years of your life, and you get a month of care under your belt, then yes, certainly that's going to begin to make a difference. But as parents, we have to remember where our kiddos came from, not so we can go out to talk about it at church or some sporting event. That's not what I'm saying. We need to keep that in the back of our mind when we're parenting. We want these kiddos to get earned secure attachment because it's better for them and to have relationships for the rest of their life and navigate the world. 
but we can't forget where they came from. And when they regress back into disorganized attachment, where they're, they're not letting you meet their needs, I've talked about that before when our kiddos first came home. And believe me, I am not, I did not perfect this. I still haven't perfected this, but I, I knew from what I had read and studied that my kids needed to attach to me first which meant I needed to be the one that was preparing them food. I needed to be the one that was rocking the little one to sleep and tucking them in and reading them stories. And it couldn't be someone else right then. It couldn't be. Because one of the hallmarks of attachment issues is that super engaging behavior, like it's that these kids will have with just any adult. Like they will go to any adult and we think, oh, that's great. Well, depending on what stage of attachment they're at. Now, if you're in secure attachment and your kids are at church and they always go talk to um, the grandma figure or the uncle figure because they're so used to them, that's different. I'm talking about kids who have come from severe circumstances. We want them to attach to us first. And it is. It's an it's a big, big job. It's investment parenting. And it's, it's very, very tempting to hand off some of that work to other people, which we can eventually. Once our kids get securely attached, then they can begin to form great relationships with other people. And that's a good thing. So I'm going to finish this one off with, with just saying this. You know, if you are a foster and adoptive parent, which you probably are because you're listening to this, or somebody else in your family is. Remember, attachment parenting is a job. You know, we parents, sometimes we spend money and time trying to fix behaviors, and we pour over books about learning styles and love languages, and all this information is beneficial. But then sometimes we're left scratching our heads when it comes to attachment. It seems as if it should be seamless and natural, yet it is the hardest thing we parents will ever do, especially when a child comes to you with a disorganized attachment style, which I said 80% of kids who come to us through foster care or adoption have disorganized attachment. I'm saying kids. I'm not talking about babies here. So I just want to encourage you, The more that you spend time meeting your children's needs, the more that you teach them to use their words and get their needs met, the better you are at attaching. And you're doing a great job. I know it is difficult. Been there, done that. And if you would like to reach out to me, you can email me at thewholehouseteam at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. And I will see you next week on Positive Adoption. Bye. We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore whole underscore house. You can also follow us on thewholehouse.org by email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House.